You are Locked On Angels, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Angels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, your 2018 Angel. Welcome to Locked On Angels. Keep it locked. Locked on. We're locked on, sir. Locked On Angels. What's up, everybody? How's it going? My name's Patrick Zajac, your host of Locked On Angels, minor league play-by-play broadcaster and first row rider of the emotional sports roller coaster that is Angels Baseball. Welcome into your Daily Angels Update, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. LockedOnSports.com, LockedOnAngels.com, where you can find the show, man. Well, that certainly didn't go as expected, huh? First game in Boston, and the Angels get absolutely trounced. 9-1 to the final. They get out hit 14-5. to The Red Sox jumped all over them on the very first pitch with Mookie Betts hitting a solo job the opposite way off of starter John Lamb. And it's, you know, uh, I try and be optimistic, glass-half-full kind of guy, um, especially when it comes to baseball because it's such a long season. You never know what might happen. But we are now one game away from the midway point of the season, and the Angels are two games above five hundred. And you got two games left in this Boston series. Boston Red Sox now in four games against the Halos have outscored them 36-4. to None of the games have been even close. It's tough. It's been tough sledding. Now you're eight games back again of the wild card spot. Your game back of the Oakland A's as well. The Angels right now sit in fourth in division, which we'll take a look at in segment number two in Wild West Wednesday. And then lastly, I want to take a look at possibly the reason for why the Angels have yet to make a trade and sort of taking a look at specifically the reliever market as it relates to the trade deadline as that is one month away. And I know a lot of us are wondering why the Angels haven't made a move. And a lot of it has to do with what I want to talk about in segment number one. You know, very quickly, Angels could be double-digit games out of a playoff spot. I'm looking at this team right now and whether or not they can can compete with the Boston Red Sox. I don't think there's any chance. Maybe that's a little too overly simplistic. There's no chance. Certainly, yeah, they've gotten blown out in those four games. You have Andrew Heaney on the mound in the game tonight. Um, Boston Red Sox are sending Rick Porcello to the mound. So certainly, you know, a very tough matchup, but one that the Angels want to take a game in this series. I think they have to win. The Angels do get Brian Johnson, who's making a spot start with Stephen Wright on the disabled list, taking his rotation spot for the Red Sox against Jaime Berea. But Jaime Berea has been very shaky over his last couple starts. I I know he only gave up one run in five innings in his last start against the Blue Jays, but these are two different offenses that we're talking about. It's just a shame, man. There's a ton of potential for this Halo team, but when it comes to competing against the Yankees, Red Sox, top teams in the American League, it just hasn't been there. Not all hope is lost. I do plan on looking at the upcoming schedule, especially before the trade deadline um, for both the Angels and the Mariners, since that's the team that it looks like the Halos are going to be chasing if they have any intention of making the playoffs. But you got to salvage at least one ball game in this Boston series. You have to. You cannot get swept. Angels get swept, and you're looking at an even 500 record. They'd be at 41 and 41 
And all of a sudden, depending on how the rest of the games go, you might be looking at being sellers at the trade deadline, if that's even crazy. I don't even know who would be the options to sell, quite honestly. You're not going to trade Mike Trout. That's been made very clear, and I don't think you should. There would be an uproar in this Angel fan base, and I think trading Mike Trout would resign the Angels to being a putrid franchise for the next three to four years, quite frankly. You're not going to trade Justin Upton, freshly signed this offseason to a five-year deal. Albert Pujols' contract isn't going anywhere. Ian Kinsler may be a candidate, but with his down 2017 and now still only hitting 217 with the 664 OPS in 2018, what is he going to fetch you in return? Not much. Andrelton Simmons signed to a long-year deal. He's the Angels shortstop, not going anywhere. Zach Kozart, again, down year. What's his value at the deadline? Cole Calhoun, certainly no value there. I don't know what the trades are if you're the Angels. It probably started at that point. If you're becoming sellers, Andrew Heaney and Tyler Skaggs have to be at the top of the list. They would fetch you the most in return. There aren't any enticing bullpen pieces to add into the mix. And like I said, I will get into the reliever dead or the reliever market at the deadline, but it's tough, right? You're stuck in this rut where it's contend or almost nothing just because this Halo squad was built to contend. And not only this year, but also 2019 and 2020. It's also in the back of Epler's mind. I don't know that necessarily this team was thinking they could win a World Series this year. Contending for a playoff spot, absolutely. But with the way the Astros are set up and the rest of the American League, I think you'd be kidding yourselves if you thought that, you know, Billy Epler in the front office truly thought that they could win a World Series with the roster as constructed. It takes a while to build a World Series contender. Maybe they did. And it just hasn't worked out in epic fashion because Ian Kinsler, Zach Cozart, those, all those guys I just mentioned down years with the exception of Upton and Pujols. And Trout. But it's tough sledding. You lose these next two games against the Red Sox. Things are looking awfully bleak. Awfully fast. Um, and you continue to spiral. However, there is hope. And that's looking ahead to our Wild West Wednesday. Let's take a trip around the West. I tell you why there's hope. Looking ahead, right? We look at the standings. All right. They look tough. Angels now 41 and 39. A game back of the Oakland A's for third in the American League West. A's and Angels seven and eight games back, respectively, of the 49 and 31 Mariners. We were able to get a comeback victory and beat the Orioles. Same time that the Angels were getting hammered by the Red Sox. The division's certainly out. It's going to be the Astros. 53 and 28. Win percentage is 65%. Angels 11 and a half games back. Tough. Angels 3 and 7 in their last 10. Tough. But again, the good news is no one else is really contending for a wild card spot outside of the Angels and A's. While the Tampa Bay Rays are a game and a half behind the Angels, I don't know that they exactly have their sights set on contending for a playoff spot this season. Where I get hope and where I think we are going to know the most about this Angels squad, we're going to know a lot before the trade deadline and specifically before the All-Star break. In the month of July, 
The Angels play the Mariners nine times. Six more times before the trade deadline. Right now, yes, of course, the Mariners playing the Orioles, the Angels playing the Red Sox. That's why I think you got to guard yourself against a potential sweep that the Mariners might hand the Orioles, and you got to pick up at least a game here against the Red Sox. Or or the Mariners then switch gears, host the Royals over the weekend, while the Angels get to hopefully beat up on the Orioles, so even matchup there. I don't know if you'll pick up a game there, but then three in Seattle... Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. That's July 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Angels tough series against the Dodgers that weekend. Over the Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And that's in Anaheim. While the Mariners host the Colorado Rockies. Also a tough matchup there. Then again, the teams will play after off days on Monday the 9th. 10th, 11th, and 12th at the Big A against the Mariners. Before the Angels play three more against the Dodgers at Dodgers Stadium. And the Mariners will travel travel to Colorado to take on the Rockies. So a little bit of a symbiotic relationship and schedule for the Angels and Mariners before the All-Star break. Then the All-Star break hits us 16th, 17th, and 18th after those series against the Dodgers and the Rockies. Those six games, if if you have plans on contending this season, the Angels need to win both. You need to win four out of the six and gain two games on the Mariners there. You're forced to. Simply splitting those six games, three and three, does you no good. At this point, matching the record of the Mariners keeps you just as far apart as you are now. And the Mariners enjoy that luxury now. Now's the time. In the games that the Angels play the Mariners, those become the most important games of the season. Bar none. You got to take care of business. Hopefully Garrett Richards is back there. Maybe we see Shohei Otani in the lineup by then. I don't know. I'd be sh- I'd be shocked almost, I want to say. We're fast approaching June 28th where it was reported that the reevaluation of Shohei Otani is going to go down. That's tomorrow. So hopefully by the weekend we know what's what's going to be moving forward with Shohei Otani if in and if he's going to factor in to this 2018 season what the deal is there. Again, I'm not expecting him on the mound, but in the lineup He could certainly help out because this offense has been mattingly inconsistent and he just provides further length. There are options, however, in that lineup. I like what David Fletcher has given the team since getting called up. Andrelton Simmons still working back from that injury. I don't think he's been quite the same, but insert Otani behind Pujols. It's a formidable top five. Simmons hitting sixth. Fletcher there at the bottom. Cole Calhoun hopefully can continue to put together good at-bats since coming off the disabled list. Still down, certainly. How about Chris Young hitting the solo job in the Boston game, the only run the Angels score? Rather meaningless, but it's at least something out of Chris Young. Tough sled in the rest of the way, but those games against the Mariners by the All-Star break, six before the All-Star break, define the direction that this Angels squad is going to take at the trade deadline. And speaking of the trade deadline, coming up, a look at the reliever market and why the Halos maybe haven't made a move thus far. You know, it's always sort of a cat and mouse game, right, when it comes to the trade deadline between the buyers and the selling franchises. You know, some sellers will get stuck asking for too much, not getting it, then the trade deadline rolls around and they're forced to scramble 
and maybe you don't get the move or the offer that you get got before because it's a completely different market. You know, sometimes you try, you're looking at prospect number seven in the system, team offers you on number eight, and you're a little bullish and don't make the deal. There are two relievers that have been moved, right? Kelvin Herrera and Alex Colomay. I'm sure we're, both were on the Angels' radar. Still a couple available, most notably the Padres' left-handed reliever Brad Hand and Cincinnati Reds' right-hander Rysel Iglesias, who's under team control for a couple of years, so his asking price might be pretty high. And quite frankly, I think the asking prices for them are both very high. Keep in mind the trade deadline here, a ton of options, not a lot of fantastic reliever options, but as tricky as it is for the buying contending, for the buyers, the contenders to navigate, it's tough for the sellers because you want to make sure you get full value for them without any remorse later. And a lot of the perception is that the, Kel- the Kelvin Herrera for the Royals, that they didn't get enough for him, which I think it- it'll make selling teams that have these reliever options, they-, they might make ridiculous asks in terms of return, and the buyers are just going to shun them. And that might be what's already happening. We've seen that with Chris Archer this offseason in the Tampa Bay Rays failing to trade him. Same thing with Josh Donaldson. Both of those teams, certainly the Blue Jays with Donaldson, risking losing them for absolutely nothing this offseason. And maybe it's because they thought they would be blown away by an offer from now, but I'd like to think that there were stronger offers on the table in the offseason when both of those players had some more value. You know, there are a ton of names that are going to be potentially available. We've mentioned the Baltimore Three, Britain, Brock, and O'Day. Britain seems to be shopped pretty aggressively by the Orioles. Jairus Familia by the New York Mets, of course. We mentioned Brad Hand. Toronto Blue Jays have some interesting arms. Axford, Clippard, Sungwon Oh, Aaron Loop. And as more teams fall out of contention, that list of bullpen arms going to be only growing. Angels certainly one of the contenders, but after Brad Hand... Rysel Iglesias and maybe Zach Britton, most of those guys that are available are fairly similar. There's not exactly, you know, that shut it down 7th, 8th, ninth inning guy. Maybe you throw in Brad Brock and Darren O'Day. Brad Brock especially has had a good season. But then you're looking, if you're a buyer, you have all these options available and some of and most of them similar in quality. Why wouldn't you wait until the longest time where a seller if they're truly committed to selling, is forced to take a lesser deal. And that's this cat and mouse game, right? Sellers right now may be asking too much. Buyers are saying, okay, there's going to be a ton available because there's so many quality arms that are of similar stature, similar nature. The only pressure put on them now, right, is how we look at it as an Angels fan base is we want to make a move right now so we can contribute right away. And help this team contend. But at the same time, if you're Billy Epler, you want to find out if that's a worthwhile investment. Because how much is a reliever going to be worth to you? At most, probably one or two extra wins. And that's looking at it awfully generously. Awfully optimistically. In terms of wins above replacement. So, do you wait? Until the trade deadline where you play the Mariners nine more times, remember? 
to see if you can string together winning all three of those series, picking up three games along the way, and hopefully a game or two. The goal, I would think, is to be five or six games out of a wild card spot by the trade deadline. That keeps you in it. Five or less, you're gravy. You can make that up in two months. Right now, three months left to go in the season, roughly, once we get through June. You're looking at picking up roughly three games a month as it stands right now to get back into contention. So you get in that five-game range. It's doable. You're there. But, man, going to be tough. You got to win the games against the Seattle Mariners. That's going to be it for today's episode, guys. Lucas will be back with you on Thursday. I can't wait to see what he has for the gear grinder. Passionate guy. I hope you guys enjoyed his debut on the podcast on Tuesday. So, as I said, plan moving forward is to have him on Tuesdays and Thursdays through September. So, I'm excited to keep having him on. He brings a different voice to this podcast, different point of view, certainly different from mine. And I think it's going to be awesome for you guys to hear kind of both sides of the coin there. But for me, I'm Patrick Zajac. You can follow me on Twitter at OtherPatZajac. But most importantly, to keep things consistent between Lucas and I, follow the show at LockedOnAngels on Twitter and subscribe, rate, review, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, wherever podcasts are. I think we might be up on Google Podcasts too, the new app that they just launched. I'll keep you guys posted on that one. But as for me, man, I got to get out of here, get ready for the day. Angels, hopefully salvage something in Boston. Andrew Heaney on the mound. Take it easy, guys. Peace.